Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello there. Welcome to the show. Dan here on Propaganda with Michael and with Rob as we dive through the clips that we found on the fan channels that you found, Michael. You're going to take us on a tour of the football world. Of the southwest-ish, if that count includes Swansea. Yeah. Are we going to tiptoe through Wales as well? Yeah. Gently. In there, back out. Before we do all Maybe that. get a ferry. Yeah, actually, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Always been a fan of the ferries. Before we do all that, I need to play you this clip, actually, that's been sent in to us. Hello, Dave from Basingstoke here. I need some help. I was looking forward to a nice Friday night in watching the big game. It feels like it's the biggest game of the season, Leicester versus Leeds. And my wife said I should be really excited, actually, because she's managed to secure tickets to see Frozen in the West End for us uh, and our kids. So what I'm after at the moment, uh, are you aware of anybody, a company, anyone really that could offer some legal advice? I'm possibly thinking divorce, uh, maybe residential property disputes down the line maybe even personal injury. I don't know how messy this could get. Uh, if you're aware of anybody, that would be great. Let me know. Also, given that you know costs are rising and this could get very expensive, it'd be great if you knew of anybody that did discount. I don't want to be greedy, maybe 10%. Any ideas, lads? Thanks. Much love. Bye. That wasn't paid for, by the way. Dave did genuinely send that. Cheers, Dave. People genuinely shout Will's probate and conveyancing at me as well. Yeah. Do they shout about family law? No, because they don't do that. Right. No criminal law. Yes. Do you, know about, do you know about the family law because you've begged them to save you from this living hell? Or That's more employment disputes with you, <laughs> etc. I was going to say, do people often ask you for advice on how to avoid their family? <laughs> someone, you're uh, quite an expert in that. Someone stopped me in the street in Pontefract the other day, asked me if I knew anyone that did conveyancing. Did explain then he, he did listen to the podcast, which, yeah. I, which I'd guessed. But, uh, it's always good when you have to explain the jokes, <laughs> yeah, just in case people are in any doubt. 10% discount on your legal fees, by the way. Levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Thanks to Levi's for their support. Just despite everything, despite all this. We do a bloody good job for those guys. We do, we do. We're propping them up in some ways. <laughs> right. Yeah. Looking forward to the next round of <laughs> renewal talks after that. <laughs> right, where are we going then, Michael, on your on your tour? Oh, Plymouth again. Back to Devon. Might as well, haven't we? Cornish Janna. Cornish Janna's the one, if you caught the show earlier in the season, the home game, Cornish Janna, as we mentioned on the most recent propaganda that featured these lot, Cornish Janna was very impressed by the ASDA. He was. Um, supermarket headquarters in it Leeds. It was green. It was in Leeds. It was exciting to see. I mean, it's a fairly nondescript sort of a building, isn't it? But, but they, don't, they don't have many buildings in Devon. Is that right? Apparently so. But they yeah. just introducing them? Yeah, just rolling them out there for those guys. Uh, just a new development. Cool. New thing there. It's all ships until recently. Ships and sailors. Yes. Yeah. It's starting to sound like Jonathan Pierce now. <laughs> <laughs> we, were asking, we were discussing the accident the moment we were down there. 
during the game we were saying, I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want it is really. I think I described them as pirate farmers. Yeah. It's near enough, isn't it? It's, some, it, it's, it's an approximation of it. If I was going to do it, yeah. I'd go with that. But. Do, it, do it then. Wow, come on! Right, so this is Cornish Janna. Best side to come to us this season, despite the referee being extremely irritated today. We just need to forget about today and move on to Tuesday night. We've been second best all game. We picked the wrong lineup, and Leeds wanted it more. And fair play to them. Leeds have basically shown to Southampton that they're not bowing out of this autos race just yet. Cornish Janna, we're in there. We're in the race. He's just a, he's a Leeds fan, isn't he? He is more or less. Yeah. Maybe he could maybe he could keep Plymouth as his second team. Like his, you know, his big team is Leeds. Small team is Plymouth. What, he mentioned he mentioned his uncle being a Leeds fan. Yeah. In the when we did the home game, and I don't know where his uncle lives, but I assume in Leeds. Let's for the purposes of this, get yourself moved up here. Absolutely fine. Although he he does seem to like a long bus ride, so maybe he'd just go for every game anyway. They really didn't like that referee, did they? No, I thought... A very uncontroversial performance. Yeah, I thought it was just sort of fine. It was a bit like seeing their anger at just them fouling us. It was a bit like the Sheffield United fans absolutely losing their shit after Holgate had gone through mm. Matoma knee height. Like, what, what a disgrace. <laughs> that, you know, that was a terrible tackle, it was wasn't incredible, it? wasn't it? Chris, yeah. Chris Wilder didn't entirely say it was a red card either. Because I, I, was, I was looking him up for this, actually, to see if he'd said anything about it. And he went, some people don't like that sort of thing, was, was as much as he'd say. As, as close as he'd get to saying, yeah, that is a red card. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can't he, do anything. He, he might have caught him. You can't do anything these days. Game, that's the, the gist of it. Game's gone, hasn't it? It's the, woke, it's the woke right, isn't it? As we've been saying, we've pivoted horrendously now to the to the right. Mm. I did see as described as the, the TSB Tea Party. Mm. Very much so, yeah. what, what we're doing now, that's the, the grift. So the teabagging was about. Yes. All, part, all part of the party. All that, yeah. No teabag, no party. If you will fall asleep in the office, what do you expect to happen? Fair enough. Should we hear from someone else who was annoyed at the referee? Yeah. Uh, the Evans boys. Right. It's One of them's a boy, the other one's a man. <laughs> <laughs> He's very much his dad. Um, and the child has, doesn't play a huge part in it other than to say, Green Army! Uh, what, sorry? Green Army! Green Army. Is that I've mixed my accent up there? I feel that's something else now. You were a pirate or a farmer there? Green Army. That's pirate. That's, that's closer that's farmer. to farmer. That's closer to Bristol, I think. Yeah. But it's, yeah. It's that sort of neck of the woods. Yeah. It's only, it's only four hours from there. It's just around the corner, isn't it? It's really I think. close. <laughs> yeah, really, really, close. really close. But they were um, a bit annoyed by not having a penalty because, as you'll hear in this clip, he thought it was handball. Handball! It was! It was handball! No, he did. He thought, didn't he? Yeah. He did. He, he really did. thought, yeah. Yeah, I listened to it many times, him saying that. Yeah. You've actually, you've stuck it on a loop here, haven't you? Um, I have, just because I had to listen to it on a loop, because yeah. when I'm editing the clips, I listen to them over and over and to chop this out and add the little starts and ends and I put little fade-ins on them too, because you complain if I don't and yeah. all, all that sort of stuff. Sound, it sounds sloppy if you don't, so I'm glad that you do. I'm glad what's, that the, what's the thing I do? Something 3DB? I run some sort of filter over it to do that. You, it's... Limit, uh, hard limit to 3DB is, a, it, is what I do. You hard limit it. Hard limiter. Sounds like an 80s action film with... Um, <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme in it. Mm, it'd be good, actually. Hard limit. Uh, but yeah, I put it on a little loop just because it, it's something about something nice about the way he says it. It was! It was the handball! It was! It was the handball! It was! It was the handball! That really, really sears into your brain, doesn't it? Sort of Guantanamo Bay style. Like. It wasn't a handball either. No. We've all been there, though, where you're shouting for something and you don't really know what you're shouting for. And then mm. sort of halfway through, you're like, I don't you know what noise is coming out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Just swept along by the crowd. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. as well, you look around, you're really certain of something, you look at the faces around you and people mm. are giving you a, I don't think it was, mate. And you have to go, 
it's no, no. I'm sure it went out of play. Yeah. Did it not? No, it went, no, full ball. But what, you, okay. what you're doing now is you're engaging me on a rational level and that's not what was happening there. I'm still annoyed about actually something he did a few minutes ago. <laughs> so I'm getting cross about this too. He did, this guy had a clip actually of, um, you know, the one where Somerville, it turns out, didn't actually run the ball out of play. And then the defender moaned at the ref enough that he eventually gave it, even though the linesman hadn't given it. He had a clip of that. It, it didn't go out of play. No. I'm, I'm almost certain the ball didn't go out of play. Like, Probably half of it did. It's in! It's in! <laughs> Is that what you were shouting? It's what I would have been shouting. Yeah. Had you not um, been getting teabagged at that at that moment. I don't, I don't think that was then. That was later. <laughs> yeah, but yes, as I said, he was at that end right in front of where Somerville didn't take the ball out. But that means he was also at the end where Rutter scored and where the Leeds fans were. So this is the second goal unfolding and if you listen carefully you can even hear Ruta booting the ball which is quite if it was a, If it was a cartoon illustration would it have the word thwack? It definitely would. You, reckon, you mentioned before that he's got a boy with him. His boy. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking heck is a dad swear, isn't it? When you've got a young child. Yeah. Your freaking character. Get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> why, do you, why are you speaking to mommy like that? <laughs> uh, my, my kids are fully aware of, I think, all the swear words other than maybe the C-bomb. I've never heard them use that. But they, you know, they're going into secondary school next year. They're going to hear it all. You're going to need to, you need to know these mm. things. Especially the mean streets of Ponte. Exactly. Exactly. This, you know, it's like you've got a bit of survive. Yeah. So they're all right with a bit of swearing now. Yeah. My, my 12 year old called me a prick the other day. Fair point. Because we were playing, I think we we're playing Fortnite or FIFA or whatever. What did you do? Something, Something prickish. Something prickish. You're worthy <laughs> of being called a prick, presumably. It was, um, was prick the insult that Chris Coleman objected to on Sunderland Till I Die? I think he's, oh, outside, sure. the, he's outside the ground and someone calls him a prick. I've still not seen that. It's, I think there's a new series as well, but I don't think it's quite as mad. Because it's kind of the grace and... I mean, you say that, they've just sacked a manager after, what, 12 have. games? So. Yeah, they have. I've got a bit of a uh, clip of that stuff out later on, actually. Ooh, but, nice, um, nice tease, babes. There you go. But yeah, someone calls me a prick and he said, how can I be a prick? I've got, I'm married with five kids. Mm. Is his defence? He's like, well, can, does that mean something else in Wales, being a, being a prick? All right. But anyway. Just calling the character you, instead. Yeah, but you're, you're a prick, Dan, so don't, don't worry about that. Even Thanks, you've, you've only got two kids, so you're definitely a prick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where else should we go next? Um, stick in Plymouth? Let's do that. We haven't been there enough recently. <laughs> From uh, our guy life. I think also sometimes you just have to give credit to the opposition. They are clearly a very, very good side oozing with talent. I mean, Rutter, as I think I said, at least once in, in one of the pods after we played them previously this season is a you know, £40 million player. 40 times our transfer record for someone who's playing in the Championship is not bad. I think Ashley Phillips really actually handled him very well by and large. So... It's frustrating, but I think I think green shoots definitely still there. And yeah, like I said, sometimes you just have to hold your hands up and say we're playing a team who are very much on form at the moment and just not our day. Is he rating Ruter at forty million pounds now, or is he suggesting that's what we paid for him because we didn't pay that for him? I think he's saying that's what we paid for him. I don't think it was, was it? No, no mid twenties plus add-ons, and we went down, so we didn't pay the add-ons. I'm sure. No, he's worth. He is a forty million pound player, though. I do agree. Yeah, more than that now. More, yeah. If we sell, what would you sell him for now? I wouldn't. You, I wouldn't, you wouldn't. You wouldn't say the club was folding and we had to sell him. Right. What would you accept? I'd, be, I'd say, oh, thank God for that sweet relief from this bur- <laughs> lifelong burden. <laughs> oh, but you want me to sell him, right? Um, we could fold the club and just keep Ruta. Yeah. Just keep, keep him, him. Keep him knocking about. Yeah. 
He's getting a bit shy with his let's goes and stuff now, and I was pretending to have you noticed that. Yeah. The videos. He's going, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, it's just, twi- just a twist on the theme, isn't it? He's having a bit of fun with it. It's like when you have to say Will's probate and conveyancing like three or four times a week. You've just <laughs> got to find new ways of doing it. I am now projecting further down the road and wondering what it would be like if we were to get promoted. How is Jorginho going to mark that moment? On a horse. Yeah. Riding a horse. Yeah. Jumping over a fence. Right. In right. the stadium. Potentially. Because I thought horses in stadia were. Daniel Farker's domain. He wasn't comfortable on the horse, though, was he? No. Why was he on a horse? It was because he was said to look like a Native American, that which all it. feels a little bit mm. cultural appropriation yeah. now. I'm going to say we shouldn't do that at the end of the season. Mind you, with our new TSBT party, our hideous swerve to the right to hoover mm-hmm. up those numbers, we're all for cultural appropriation now? And we need the woke karate to show up? Is that right? I think so, yeah. 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 Okay. I'm going to get a headdress just to make sure. Yeah. Just to re- really, yeah. yeah. Really welcome the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> Goodness me. Right, where do we go next, Michael, on your magical mystery tour? Um, I think that is enough Plymouth right, for this season. Yes. We, we might never play them again. Think about that. It'd be nice. We've done it too much recently. You know, when we go up and we just never see them. Mm. Something to think about. It used to be like that with like Millwall and stuff, didn't it? Mm. Got Millwall coming up later as well. <laughs> for a bit of... <sighs> All the all the lovely uh, all the lovely places. Anyway, let's go to Swansea and hear from Curtis Evans. And this Curtis, is, is it Curtis Evans? It's not Curtis Evans, no. no. Unless unless that's a very bad Welsh accent you're trying to do. But this is his. Oh, I meant to say by the way, sorry. Um, just on that, the Curtis Jones man who we mentioned on Propaganda in the last couple of weeks, and the, you know the the perfume merchant mm. with Van Dyke. A number of people got in touch on Twitter as well and did a little bit of googling around this. It sounds like. That that's not a Jordanian like mistranslation or whatever. Apparently, um, Van Dyke smells amazing on the pitch because he's he's done an interview before where he said he, he wears aftershave before he goes out there. So people who stand close to him say that he smells absolutely amazing when he's playing football. And I think that's probably the closest reference or approximation mm. to it that we can get is that he smells fantastic on the pitch. So he's known for being a perfume merchant for spraying man, man stink on him before he goes out there. He looks like he'd smell good, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. It's like working in this office, isn't it? Yeah. It's similar. Just Similar. links Africa all over the place. He was the best smelling Leeds player. I reckon Jorginho is going to smell pretty good. Somerville. Somerville's, he's always very well groomed, isn't he's he? He's going to be drenched in <laughs> cool water. Strout. By, by Davidoff. Strout, yes. Yeah. He's yeah, going to yeah. smell amazing. Uh, and weirdly, doesn't put anything on. <laughs> yeah. No aftershave, though. It just smells of baby powder. Just, come, just, just coming out of his paws. Just smells yeah. unbelievable. Unbelievable hard. Yeah. Potentially. Anyway, back to anyway, Cur- Curtis. Curtis Evans. Yeah. Nice to think about Pascal. I'll get well soon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is his first half uh, unfolding, unraveling, whichever way you want to see it. That's a good start, isn't it? Flipping it. One who leaves Crescencio Somerville getting the goal. Shot was bought in and it came in deflected off, I think, Humphreys or Commander, one of the two, but he's now you take the lead. Still plenty of time to go, but eight minutes gone. Piro has scored 2 0 in less than 10 minutes. This had to be him, didn't it? But this is embarrassing. 2 0 down inside 10 minutes. Embarrassing, really. But Joel Perot, yeah, scored against him in the season, Aaron Rhodes, and he's done it again. Shock horror. Oh my god. How embarrassing. Frino 
Willie Notto caught up three man Willie Notto is there easy face for him really but my god 3-0 not in half time how embarrassing is this that air of resignation you know we kept getting pumped in the Premier League it was a bit like that wasn't it mm. I like it when the third goes in and you can hear people smacking advertising <laughs> balls on the back of the stand or whatever people just go fucking hell <laughs> At what point when you're 2-0 down after 10 minutes and your former strikers just return to score, do you not just go, I might just leave this? Yeah. What if there's a comeback? That's the thing. You saw how they were playing. There was never going to be a comeback. But then you've got the once-in-a-generation memory mm. of Southampton away when we were 3-0 down and we did And playing like absolute shit. Yeah. And then you come back anyway. It's 4-3. So you just, there's always that miraculous chances. And that's the joy of football. Um, although the phrase he did keep using was embarrassing. Mm. Um, it comes back to a different phrase uh, at the end of the game which needs some more examination. But first we'll hear his second half. I kept this to 15 seconds. Yep. Just because it was uh, not as many goals and you capture the real hope he has going into this second half. Right, second half now. Surely things can't get worse. But go on. Ah, come on. This is absolutely <sighs> It's as close as they came. That's his reaction to things not getting worse, I suppose. It's the kind of the it's almost the opposite of limbs, isn't it? <laughs> ah, ah, well, it could ah, at least Leeds kind of stopped attacking and took some players off. That was kind, I suppose. So this is um, first bit of this is from halftime, actually. Then a phrase he uses a couple of times at full time, and it's a phrase I've never actually heard before. No words really, but men's versus boys. Total men's versus boys out there. It was virtually men's versus boys, pretty much. Men's versus boys. Mm. Like the uh, the 90s, 80s soul group, what were yeah. they called? Um, men's to boys. What, boys? Boys, boys to men's. Yes. Yep. Um, yeah, the Venga, the Venga men's. Yep. Echo and the Bunny men's. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah some good some good pants uh, yep. there. Um, yeah, boys... Boys against men's, men's against boys. Uh, I, I quite like it. <laughs> it does. It does sort of make sense. English is a very confusing language. Yeah, and maybe it's not his first, is it? I was going to say not his native tongue. Maybe not. Maybe he's done it. He's just doing it for the YouTube. Do you remember that song um, from the nineteen eighties, uh, "Land Down Under"? Who sang that? <laughs> it was men, men's, men's at work, men's at work, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah correct. And the very safety, good. the safety dance as well. Men's without hats. Remember that one? <sighs> just before your time, maybe. Mm, no, not so much. Not so much. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. What now, Michael? Where now? Bit more Swansea before we move on. Yeah. Uh, this is from Total Swans TV. This was a tribute they did on the 29th minute kind of picked up on it on TV. I think there's a little bit of a pause. One of their supporters, Chris Brown, he passed away at 29 and they did, so they did a round of applause for him and stuff. Found some videos in my line actually. Looks like just a kind of part of the furniture of Swansea. One of the people everyone knew. Quite a good laugh. They got him to do some videos and stuff, interviewing players and stuff. Just was, it's quite nice feel good stuff if you want to go and watch some of it. So this is as the applause is coming to an end for him and they've, they've started singing a song for him and it ends in a very football-y kind of way, which I think is something he probably would have appreciated. Chrissy Brown's barbie, are they? Chrissy Brown's barbie, are they? Chrissy Brown's barbie, are they? You jack bastard! You jack bastard! You jack bastard! You jack bastard! That's nice, that. I like that. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You're right. It's it, good. it encapsulates football fans perfectly. It's weird, because that's nice, but yeah, when people often shout... Like yeah. stuff for you down the street. I don't yeah. think they. I don't think they mean it with such warmth. Well, as, the, as they're coming past your tunnel, you, you bald bastard! Like, well, stop crying. It's a bald fraud. Right. Oh, okay. Bald fraud. Where do we go? go to, it's the go-to insult. Yeah. Where, where do we go now? Well, we'll we'll keep in the promotion race. Yeah. Um, and the bald fraud we're going to face, and inevitably beat on Friday, as he's discovered. And this is the Total Saints podcast discussing right. our game. Swansea to Southampton. Mm, what travel? Probably just around the corner in it. Not too far. Just had a look on the train. Nearly three and a half hours. Nah, it's not far at all. Uh, far at all. That's all right for an away trip in England. Usually it'll be at, got yourself at five in the morning to go thanks to Sky. So you've got to go Newport, Bristol, Swindon, Reading, Basingstoke, Winchester, Southampton to get there. Be forced to go through Reading. Imagine that. Mm. The Jimmy Kebe route. No, he didn't play for him. Yeah, because they give like heritage lines, names like that, don't they? Yeah, mm. For memorable people. It's either him or Noel Hunt. Oh, of course. Another classic. Anyway, we have arrived in Southampton, mm-hmm. thankfully. And Total Saints podcast? Yes, so they're discussing our game against Leicester, but they play Hull as we record tonight, which is Tuesday. Yeah. Let's make it sound timeless. So, evergreen. They, they played on they playing Tuesday. Or, or did they? I thought making it sound evergreen. <laughs> right. <laughs> if they play, they play. If it happened, <laughs> and if they play other games afterwards too, so yeah, absolutely perfect. Those Saints guys, right? Uh, anyway, so they're playing Hull the other day, yesterday, tonight. today, tomorrow. <laughs> Who knows? And this is this what happened? Yeah, something like that. Leeds versus Leicester on Friday, and I'm trying to work out what the best possible outcome for us is. Have you been looking at this, Steve? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of settling on a draw for that one. I mean, part of me thinks Leeds winning keeps Leicester in touch and I because I still think they're catchable. But the problem if you if Leeds beat Leicester again, then all of a sudden I mean you you know what they're like. They'll be they'll be chirping till the cows come home. Um which which might might be fine. I mean, lull them into a into a false sense of security. But I I think beating the Beating the um, league leaders again would would give them the confidence to kind of go on, keep going on this on this handy run they're on. So I think clipping clipping their wings slightly um, while keeping both of them in touch, and as you say, a point goes missing. 
um, yeah. with a draw. So I think that's probably probably the best. But ultimately, you can you can make a case for any of the, any of the three um, any of the three results. It's like, well, okay, well we've we've gained gained on one of the two teams at least. I know what I think the best outcome is. What do you reckon? Leeds win. Yeah, yeah. Can I just draw you saying just when it comes to us crowing about getting our noses back in to second place at the stats saint? Allow me to date this for you as well. This was the 22nd of January, 2024. Saints FC have momentum, but can Ipswich hold their lead? I'm not sure if the first is doable. That's them winning the league as Leicester are eight points ahead. But with LUFC out of the picture, anything could happen, right? It's going to be an exciting end to the season for sure. What's your end of season predictions? So if we've been dickheads about temporarily nosing into second place, it's because of that. What are you saying? Do two wrongs make a right? Yes. Your pettiness in general? Yes. It's just one account. I don't care. It represents all their, <laughs> all their fan base. It is very, it reminds me of that Leeds fan who suggested that we should drop down the table to get the momentum of moving back up the mm. table, saying that us potentially doing the double over the league leaders would be a false sense of security <laughs> on, the, on our ninth yeah. win in a row. Damn. <laughs> yeah, they, they look to be six points clear with the game left, but that's their sort of overconfidence that will cause some problems. They're wobbling. <laughs> in the long run. Maybe yeah. next year. Maybe next season. Yeah, Lee, we should win that on Friday. I'm about just speaking about stuff that's been on TV this week and midweek games. Did you see Jesse on the Monday Night Football? Mm, no. No, nah. no, not did I really. I saw some, some stolen moments of it, but I thought, why annoy yourself? Yeah, basically. And also, just to completely... I didn't watch the game, but I imagine it was completely shit as well. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. The Sky have really excelled themselves this weekend. The Sunday games were all awful too, weren't they? It was Luton, Man United was the big one. And then... There was something else shite on before it as well. <laughs> something else that looked like a League One game. It was Brighton against someone. Sheffield United against Brighton. That's a championship game. Yeah. I know Brighton are good now and everything, but... Maybe we just better off staying here playing Plymouth every week. <laughs> That's where the glamour's at. Although it's not often you see uh, a murder occur on live TV on a Sunday afternoon. Mason Holgate. That was brutal, wasn't it? You see that tackle? I did. I did also listen to Chris Wilder talk about it. Mm. And he just went... Ah. He might have caught him. Listen, you... you... <laughs> The modern game, well, you know, I was, what just, can you do? Well, we've been referencing our big, you know, pivot to the right in order to hoover up audience. I reckon Chris Wilder is genuinely about this close to blaming the worker right for something. Mm. It'll happen before the season's out and he's, he's going to crack. Pat Bamford. Right. He'll blame Pat Bamford as well. Mm. We just need to celebrate promotion by giving Pat Bamford a sandwich and getting him to send him <laughs> Wilder a video. Yeah, and it, well, it won't be your basic two slices of bread with some ham in between. It'll be some open top to fair with a fancy... Yeah, for, with the fancy relish on top. And if we do go up, he's not going to be in it in front of a Premier League manager, is he, by then? Because mm. they will definitely be mathematically down mm. by the point. Which I fancy might happen anyway. Yeah, they're not, they're not staying up, are they? No. And that's good. It is. They, they're getting what they deserve, really. Yeah. For employing Paul... You can't employ Paul Heckingbottom for that long and, and not be a championship team. Are you looking forward to... Uh... One of the other teams coming down because there's going to be three talking about Everton. He's still maintaining that it's their turn out of all the teams because I think Forrest coming down would be pretty funny in terms of... I mean, I want both Everton and Forrest to come down, but it's probably unlikely they both will. Pick one then, go on. Oh, I don't know because you've seen stuff about Everton's new owners this week as well. Yeah. Like they're completely skint. Because they're, they're optimistic now that we're saying like on the Monday Night Football that they're expecting to get a couple of points back from their appeal to the panel. Mm. There's been sort of a, a little rumour bubbling under that that's going to be the case, which would put them a couple of points clear of of Luton, who have dropped into 18th on 
goal be, difference, albeit they've got a game in hand on Everton. It'd be kind of nice if they got some back, but then they immediately took more off. <laughs> Which is kind of what I want to happen, yeah. If they went, yeah, you're right, we were harsh the first time. Have two, have two it's, back. It's only a five-point penalty. However, there's a second lot of charges, and because there's a second defence, you're getting another 10 off. So, yeah. soz about that, 15 in total. <laughs> Best of luck, Sean. Yeah, see you uh, See you for the next appeal. Anyway. But no, I didn't watch Jesse. I saw a clip that was tagged in of the little intro to Monday Night Football and Jesse was stood in a really weird wide-legged stance mm. in the middle of the screen. Oh, the, the Tory power stance. Yeah, he was yeah. doing that. Yeah. I mean, basically anything he says at this point. He couldn't. He could explain the most wondrous tactical ideas to me, in theory, and I would still have the memory of his 30-odd games he managed in at Leeds and just go, yeah, but why did none of that ever happen then? Yeah. Like it's very well saying, oh, you do this and then this happens, but it never did happen. Yeah, like what, th- throwing a net over the opposition, but what if they kick the ball past the net and mm-hmm. just use the acres of space that you've left elsewhere on the pitch to to beat you? It's the net's fault. Right. It's not Jesse's fault. But yeah, I quite was, enjoyed... the net, was the net stressed? The net was stressed. Didn't have enough clarity. I enjoyed that he was on there with Carragher who, when they once did that Sky interview together when Jesse was the Leeds manager, mm-hmm. Carragher basically couldn't hide his disdain for Jesse and was giving side glances <laughs> to the camera like this guy is talking fucking nonsense yeah, yeah he'll, he'll have talked about his usual stuff lanes half spaces some German words yeah well I've, I've seen all the tactical perverts or a number of them have kind of leapt on this and gone it was gr- great to get that insight and that like clarity funnily enough and that level of detail problem is it none of it passed the eye test or the, indeed the results test did it? and mm-hmm. because he's what not about the metrics test well but because he's not gone and got a job elsewhere since you can't put any of it to the test. You can't say, well, look, you've, you were demonstrated that it failed at Leeds, but you know, fair enough, you've, you've taken it to another club and it's worked. Mm. He's just doing telly. <laughs> take, it some, bit- take it somewhere of a similar level and sh- prove to us that, that we were wrong and you were right, but he won't do it and he hasn't done it yet. Well, no one's going to give him a job at a similar level. Why is that? Because of the results. Yeah. Because <laughs> of all the bad stuff that happened and the way that they, they'll be able to watch actual footage of Leeds games rather than just listen to him this time. Yeah, I've seen that the uh, the USMNT um, Stan accounts have found Forrest now that Gio Reyna's gone there. That <laughs> one so, was doing the look, round. Look, I know I said I wanted Forrest to go down, but uh, but they don't deserve that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Gio Reyna might not be that good. Is that is that the conclusion? Like, yeah. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. Right. He's probably fine, but he might not be, like, world-class. Might not be as good as his dad. Potentially. Yeah. Right. Let's move on then to... In fact, let's have a little... Um, while we're discussing Jesse and all that went before it, Brendan Aronson right. scored a goal. Did you see that? Yep. It was a late win and he, he celebrated by doing that. Is it the I'm here, I've arrived kind of thing? Even though you've... <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the, the point in was. It was an all right finish. Yeah. Maybe this is the start of something new for Brendan, albeit given what his own employees were saying <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, a quote from uh, their sporting chief, Oliver Runert, who yep. says, with Brendan, it comes down to the fundamental theme Brendan is a super footballer who must accept the fact that in football a certain physical aspect is needed to win the ball and contest challenges. Right. And that was, I'm just checking the date on that, that's February the 19th, 2024. Yeah. It sounds similar, doesn't it? To that, the and that's we Derek, Derek Ray who does the commentary on FIFA, yes. EA, uh, FC. Oh, it's time, is it? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So it sounds like he's continuing on a theme, is Brendan. Anyway, maybe we'll get him back in summer. Just get him on the rides. Get him I've, I've, look, I've been advocating this for well over a year. If he'd been on the rides for a year, mm. think where he'd be now. Mm. Just say he's injured for a year, disappears, comes back. Exactly. He looks like Hacking <laughs> Fenway. He's just been <laughs> pumped full of human growth hormone. Big veins bulging out of his 
Massive head. He's incredibly angry. <laughs> he could do with a bit of roid rage. With a tiny penis. <laughs> he's grown some small moves and his testicles have shrunk. But he can bench press a car. It's absolutely fine. Dear me. Right, well, well, we'll see what happens to Brendan, shall we? Hey, mm. next. Lions TV. Is this another Cockney knees up for us, Michael? No, because he's angry now. Oh, right. Because it turns out they're really shit. Millwall. I remember we beat them earlier in the season. It was like, oh, it feels like a good result down there. It turns out everyone beats them now. They lost at home to Sheffield Wednesday and they've now taken one point from their last seven. That's not many, is it? No. So they're banging trouble then? Very much so, yes. And they go to Southampton at the weekend after Southampton play Hull, which is may or may not have taken place. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> which happened in the infinite space-time continuum. Yeah, and then they've played Millwall at least once since then or will in future. Yeah. Or might not. Or might not. But anyway, this is the uh, the Lions TV block. He's not doing his songs because he's getting cross. And he's, when Millwall lose, he becomes more Millwally. If you can't see it, I can see it. Everyone can see it. And does getting rid of Edwards think we're going to solve the problem? No, because them players ain't playing for him and they're not playing for the shirt. Whether they're in the right positions or not, I don't fucking care. When you put a Millwall shirt on, you run for a fucking wall. End of story. You go down giving effort, I ain't got a problem. So fucking next week in Southampton, you better turn up, Millwall team. You fucking better, because we want more, we expect more, and it's 3,000 dinner. Until then, no fucking Indian, maybe a Carvery. <laughs> he got there in the end he did get there in the end he got there in the end I've never heard anyone so angry about Carvery I mean that, that's basically what we're telling Brendan Armstrong to do isn't it just go to a Carvery mark be fine if, if send Brendan to live with that fella yeah he's, he's terrifying it, there's a little bit of vaguely threatening it's almost like you're you know sort of foreign ultras who turn up at people's houses kind of vibe to it there not necessarily suggesting he would but there's kind of an air of it mm. it's Millwall in it Oops, yeah. they're all tricks. I think you just need to ask him about like Paul Weller or something just to calm him down get him onto what he likes <laughs> right and uh, he's had this to say about the Southampton game then has he we're one point above QPR QPR play a home against Rotherham we play away at the Saints 3,000 mil all down now and guess what Neil Poir if we get anything from Southampton I will leak this hat live I might even look they've even got a backup hat and I'll tell you what I'll eat fucking both of them and I'll never criticise a referee again because it is not happening. It's going to be a cricket score. Oh, well. Bodes well for the weekend. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> Never mind. I like Millwall, though, I will say, ahead of the weekend. Yeah. Great bunch of lads. Mm-hmm. And let's hope they can get their act together. I can think without, without big pivot to the right, they're going to like this yeah, as perfect, well. Actually, yeah, perfect, yeah. They're going to love it. Yeah, really good. <laughs> right. To Hull? Do you want to go Hull or do you want to go Sunderland? Um, depends. Do you, want to, do you want to go poverty, then comedy? Which way around do you want to? I don't know. I don't know which way. <laughs> you're going to have to explain yeah, which there. That's not cleared it up, has it, at all? Yeah, we're not We're not making fun of Hull or Sunderland either. Yeah. I felt like all shit and all the towns were in it together. <laughs> yeah, <fair laughs> as enough. a man from Wakefield. Let's go Sunderland first. All right, okay. Because they've, um, they've sacked Michael Beale. They've made, been making a big thing, I noticed, about how he's only done 12 games. Oh, there was a real, there was a segue there via EastEnders, wasn't the Beale, EastEnders, uh, yeah. Millwall. Didn't even think about it. Sorry. Never mind. Never mind. Um, yeah, big thing saying, oh, it's scandalous. We've sacked the manager after 12 go- games. It makes us look like an absolute joke. I'd look, this, this does indeed seem quite rare in Sunderland's history. At Leeds, it's nothing. No. We had two managers did less than that last season. <laughs> <laughs> well, Grassi did, he did 12, actually, as did Rosler. But um, Allardyce obviously only did like four or something. Just the, the four, end. just the four. But then looking back, you've got Jockstein, Brian Clough managed less than then Milanich and Hockaday 
managed remember those managed, guys? managed less than twelve games as well. So really, quite a long long term appointment. Such a statue. He's an absolute mainstay <laughs> of that club, isn't he? <laughs> was was Michael Beale? But Sunderland fans are, um, are pretty happy anyway because they never liked him. This is Jowsey and Steve, or one of them, and uh, this is what they had to say about. Michael Beale's time and you know sometimes you say oh it's a tough fact to follow I get the feeling that's maybe not the case with Michael Beale You should never have appointed him in the first place he's got a shit CV shit personality they got him because he was free there you go shit personality why have we got footage of Rob's job interview <laughs> <laughs> hey that's harsh hey come on I would have said it about you but we didn't interview you did you you just turned up exactly you didn't really interview me to be fair <laughs> like, shit personality like, though do you, that's... do you want a job <laughs> yeah <laughs> well not really no. <laughs> no, no. sounds like a terrible idea <laughs> sorry go on yeah shit personality it's not something you I, it was, is that a low blow it's a bit right. but he did blank that player didn't he this weekend although he, he then claimed to have not seen him didn't he so that was his response that's a lie though isn't it is it yeah in your opinion what's he gonna what, is Michael Beale gonna sue me <laughs> maybe mm, okay Yeah, I don't think you've got a shit personality either Michael <laughs> I think you're really good you're lad Stephen Giles <laughs> Although, you know, you, you've got the uh, the fair comment defence, I think. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think it, there were plenty of Sunderland and Rangers fans who would back me up on him having a shit how, personality. How would you describe Jesse Marsh's personality? Um, self-confident. Hmm. Unshakable. Yeah. I often think that about Marsh when I see him talking. I think, oh, to have the, the confidence mm. of, of Jesse Marsh in every uh, aspect of life. But you do wonder how much of it's just completely fronting out and bullshitting your way through it. There's a brilliant article which you can find if you uh, if you Google everyone's just winging it all of the time, mm. which is some, from some years back. And you're like, oh yeah, no, no. I think that's one of the things you realise when you get to middle age. Actually, you're like, no, no, everyone's just completely like, just is winging it, <laughs> making it up as you go. Yeah, like when you first get a proper job and there are people in ma- like management and they're sort of saying stuff you don't understand and you're like, oh, right. Well, you must know stuff. Must be difficult, this. Then you, they're longer and you think, oh, fucking idiots. <laughs> 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 I know I am too, but Still, I wish I was paid more. Yeah. yeah. I wish I was paid that sort of an I, idiotic salary. I was going to say, ITV never did make you redundant, did they? No, never did. Never did. Anyway, where were if, we with if, this? They want to send, if anyone's listening and wants to send me a check, <laughs> it'd only be fair. Yeah. I would Just say. to make up for the lack of redundancy. I'll take uh, a grand in cash. Right. If, if, if the, Do you want to keep it off book? If it's on offer. Yeah. Yeah. Just drop it down the office. Yeah. Seems fair oh, enough. That's fair enough. I think that's fine. Yeah. 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 So, Beal was sacked after losing to Tony Mowbray who Sunderland sacked earlier in the season for not being good enough. And Tony Mowbray took over from Wayne Rooney, who was brought in to replace the guy who was doing well at Birmingham. So Sunderland and Birmingham basically had like some, between them, they've got some weird thing going on where they managed to torch their seasons all around around the same managers. This weird thing going on. Tony Mowbray is now taking time away, isn't it? It's almost like both of them have got just stupid owners. Yeah, it is a little bit like that. It is a little bit like that. But yeah, Tony Mowbray is now having some time off because he's... um, got some health problems so best of luck to him but I've gone back to an old clip of him at Sunderland just discussing Revels but with such passion it's worth finding the video of this as well because what are Revels for anybody who doesn't know about Revels are like a mixed bag of chocolates so right. there's they kind of look the same don't they but they're different different flavours within the bag hmm. but it's worth finding the video of it as well because Mowbray's eyes are just gleaming throughout this whole clip and it's just it's just quite nice to see a man so impressed with something <laughs> What's the worst one you can get? What's the worst oh, I'm not sure. I don't think I... It used to be coconut when I was a kid. They used to have the coconut one. They don't have coconut revel anymore, do they? I like the orange revel. Like the orange yeah. Um, I don't like the raisin. The raisin is no-no for me. 
Is that right? I'll eat anything if you do. <laughs> Can I start now? Can I start? <laughs> oh, listen, this will be finished before the end of the... I love Revels. When I go to the uh, pictures or the cinema with my wife, that's what I'll eat. I, so, so I like raisins, so I'll... So when I go to the petrol station, I get chocolate Revels and I keep them in my sort of just at the side there. So as I'm driving to work and stuff, I'm eating even at eight o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning, I'm eating chocolate raisins. Oh, listen, what... I, what I don't understand is why they changed them. Um, I'm pleased they got rid of the coconut. So much for it being a quick press conference. Nobody be in here. Sorry, I'm we're going to get... I'm only joking. We're going to get... Rock, I, I won't eat them all, I promise. <laughs> I wasn't sure that was happening today because so I brought myself one of these, you see. Moved in case, but I can put it back. <laughs> Sorry. Hello. Hi, how are we doing? <laughs> he's brought a picnic to the presser, hasn't he? But he just, he's got a bag of revels on the table and he, he just can't help going in from you. You can see he's genuinely like, oh, I fucking love these. There was very much an air of, Grandad, we bought you some revels. <laughs> to every, that, wasn't there? every time he thought he was going to stop, he just carried on. You imagine him like... Reaching down, crack up in a can or something. <laughs> it's, not, it's not having the coconut. It's not that fancy foreign muck. Guess he's. Guess it's a Yorkie that gets out of his pocket. Right. Midway through, he goes, "I did buy this, but I've got the Revels now." So he, seemed, he strikes me as a kindly gent, as Tony Mowbray. I've always liked Tony Mowbray. Mm, actually, yeah. just always seem never seems to have been a dick about anything. So um, yeah, I hope he's. Uh, I hope he's all right. Anyway, he's due. I think he's taking like to the end of the season, maybe away from Birmingham. It's eight weeks, isn't it? I and mean, there's not that much left of it. So, yeah. Yeah. So good luck to him anyway, and I hope he's. Uh, Rest up, get your revels in. Yep. Enjoy him. But enjoy him by being fucking disciplined. Yes, good. I will say. Yeah. Um, the whole boy? The whole boy, this is, uh, yeah, we'll finish on him. It was the, the lad who was, he was at Leeds against Norwich. Oh, speaking, this is, this is, this is the kid who was phoning his grandparents in yes. the car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, granddad, we're going off to Leeds. Grandma! Yeah. He rings her every, every video now. I've watched a few. <laughs> right. For a score prediction. She's absolutely fed up. <laughs> <laughs> she often has no idea what's going on, I don't think, because he's like, I mean, I assume, they're a whole family, I don't know, but he's yeah, ringing her up saying, what do you think the Norwich Leeds scores well, going to be? Well, like, Hull is basically one big family. It, it kind of is. But yeah. I, I really actually really like this lad. He's right. so enthusiastic. I, just can't, I can't really uh, dislike him. But when he was at Ellen Road for what he treated as being like one of the greatest games he'd ever seen, even though it was Leeds against Norwich, and we were all like, yeah, it was a win. Yeah. But there have been loads of them this season. It so, was fine, yeah. Yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Fine, decent enough performance, not spectacular, but he was like, wow, I can't believe it. And he loved Ellen Road too. Yeah. He was at Huddersfield this week. Do you know why he loved it? The McDonald's there. <laughs> well. You know what the kids are like. He wanted to get his nuggets and his happy meal. Mm. But yeah, Hull plays Huddersfield and he went to Huddersfield and he had this to say about Huddersfield. Well, yeah. What a stadium this is, honestly. I'm buzzing for it. I saw a video where it said that this was in the top four ugliest stadiums in the UK. Whoever's ranked that's definitely a Leeds fan because this is beautiful. There you go. Beautiful. I mean, the Huddersfield Stadium, it's got the, the banana-shaped stands, which are, are different to most of your flat-pack stands that you see, you know, like the more modern grounds that are being rebuilt, like mm. Derby, Middlesbrough, things like that, Reading and all that. So, you know, fair enough. And it's set against a nice sort of hillside, isn't it? Like the, the valley, it's got the yeah, trees up so. and all that. So, I know when it was first built. Yeah, they don't, I don't think they have trees in Hull, do they? Um, because, yeah. Got a couple. The fish. The tree. The tree, the, 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 that's what they call it. They're celebrating, dance around it. Exactly. Yeah. But I remember when it was built, thinking it was quite nice. Mm. I don't think it's aged well, personally. Mm. I don't mind going there, to be fair. But I wouldn't get sort of talk about it like I was David Attenborough in Rainforest <laughs> or something. <laughs> Look at that. 
Bloody hell. What's it called these days? I th- I still call it the McAlpine Stadium. John Smith? Uh, it's been Gal Farm. It's been John mm, Smith's. It is the... Let's have a look. John Smith's, apparently. Oh, there you go. Let's have a look. Oh, Kirk Lee's Stadium. Oh, 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 that's kind of the note. Yeah. That's it, for when they're the in the Kirk Champions Lee League. They're not allowed to name it after a, pro- a product, are they? So Probably not. You've no. got to give it a, a general name. Yeah, it's... Mm. Uh, it's been the Gal Farm, yeah, the Alfred McAlpine, uh, who presumably they must have been the architects for it. Building and, company, I think, McAlpine. Yeah. I, I can't remember. It's Huddersfield stuff anyway, let's not worry too much. Did you see what happened in their game anyway? The was, Huddersfield versus Hull. I was just going to say, it was when was it built, that stadium? Mid, mid 94, it? yeah. So it's, it's got that 90s architecture vibe about it, I suppose, yeah. Mm. Anyway. What yeah. did happen in the game? Hull were leading. Huddersfield equalised on 92. Hull won it on 94. <laughs> Excellent. She's the, it, in some ways, that's the best type way to win, isn't it? Because you've had to put up with the fans, other fans sticking two fingers up at you, and then you get to do it later, like a minute later. So nice to do it. But this, we've heard his excitement at everything, the whole boy. So this is how it sounds when Hull score a 94th minute winner. Go on. That could be the final day. That's what I'm going to be like on the final day if we go up against Southampton. That's everything. Yeah. When it's just so overwhelming. <laughs> you, th- you think you're going to faint. Have you ever had that, have you ever had that at football where you think yeah, you're going to mm-hmm. faint? Yeah. Good, it? Reminds me of the um, in Bielsa's first season when we had that comeback against Blackburn. Mm. And my friend who I was with, he celebrated our opening goal like annoyingly cool. He was like Pep Guardiola or something. He just gave him like a low five. And then when it all went wrong, but then Roof scored the winner, he was just howling at the moon. <laughs> and people were looking at him like, are you okay, mate? Are you fine? <laughs> Did it a bit when we scored that goal against Preston, as we said, mm. shouting it away. Fans are 100 <laughs> metres away. <laughs> yes! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> A thousand thoughts racing through your mind and just a noise coming out of your mouth. Yeah, great stuff. Glorious. More of that, please. More of that. We'll have that on Friday, shall we? Yeah. Yeah, let's. As we, uh, as we close in on the title and beat the bold fraud again. That was propaganda. Thanks for joining us on the, uh, on the show. You can find it on YouTube if you've been listening and vice versa. We will, um, vice versa being well, the podcast app that you're possibly listening in. Or if you're on YouTube, it's in your podcast app. You know what I mean? You can listen, you can watch. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. It's time to go home, isn't it? See you later. The Square Ball Podcast. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops, if we're stopping to get gas. You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of 
real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.